Good afternoon, Denver. Wait, who is that? Yes, it's me. My name's DJ Alicia B. You may remember me from this or that, or you may see me out and about. And, um, oh, Calvin's over here talking to me. <laughs> I am the femme fatale on the radio dial, and I just came to say what's up. I've been friends on an adventure, or five, since the last time I talked to you. And I'm really, really, really excited to be here on Denver Open Media on 92.9 FM, 89.3 HD3, oh my gosh, and online at denver.open.media. It's going to be amazing. There's all kinds of stuff on there for you to look at. Just go pick some stuff out. Just mm, look at that. Just pretend like it's your nose and pick it. Go, go and get in there. Get in there, like way up in there. <laughs> Today, I am bringing to you, friends, my latest pet project I'm calling Fashion Coop. Woo! Today, I have with me Eric Francis, Phantom Poet. You may see him out rhyming things or saying lag, 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 lagging. He's the premier guy. He's the premier guy, guys. He's the guy. <laughs> Eric Francis. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, Alicia, my dear sister. Yes, yes, we're siblings. <laughs> Is it nepotism? Maybe. Who's going to do anything about it? Nobody. Um, uh, I am. I have been on this journey, this fashion journey, since I think maybe about 2015, 2016. Um, you may remember, Eric, because I was occupying the room next to you. I mean, you know, I feel like all of your art is so fashionable. You can continue to push that back and it would be true. But yes, I understand what you mean. Like direct fashion, yeah. fashion we're doing the thing. It's 2015. Yeah, I I am an artist. Uh, I guess we're going to talk about things that you may not know about Alicia B. Right. Hmm. And I, <laughs> I am an artist. I do all kinds of art. Um, man, I started with... Um, I used to listen to the Eclipse show on KGNU on on Sunday nights and then create the most fantastic collage pieces. And um, one of my things is I like using repeated images and to get those, mm -hmm. I would go flyering. That's how I get to know what's going on. But really I'm looking for dope flyers with repeated images and I just get a bunch and like, you know, I guess I could tell people about it, which I did but then I cut it out and just use it as art, right? And there's something about arting in my tactile senses. So I think it made sense for me to go from, you know, DJing, which is when I was learned how to DJ, when I was teaching you how to DJ, it was vinyl, that's tactile, you know, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a particular feeling there. Um, and then to have that work translate into fiber, fiber arts, I think that's what the, the fancy, gallery term for it is. fiber textiles yeah <laughs> textile art um so yeah um but i wanted to bring um that because like i really thought that fashion was going to be like something just with the glitter and the flash and you're like oh my god look at me i'm the i'm on the i'm on the runway look at ooh runway right because that's what people see about fashion but i dive i dove in that hole and found so so much more and a lot of it made me think about stuff. 
for example. Um, so who makes your clothes? My clothes? Well, no, I don't know who makes your clothes, but <laughs> but like just in general, who makes the clothes? Because I mean, when's the last time you went and saw a tailor? Who's your tailor? I have never seen a tailor. The closest tailor are people named Taylor. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never been to a tailor. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a name or a face about who makes my clothing. And frankly, I'm scared to ask given these brands. I'm quite sure that whoever makes my clothing is probably younger than I am. I feel like um, there's... I feel like there's a lot of information out there that'll tell you who makes our clothes. And there's a lot of human rights violations against particular fashion lines that you may have heard of, um, you know, about when it comes to our clothes. I feel like um, that's not the way to go. Um, let's just for a minute assume that like, there's gonna be an end to something at some point sooner than later. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I could see that. Right. There's, there might be an end. And like, let's say that all our clothes are made in China. Let's say it's the end. How are we going to get them clothes? I mean, uh, among other things, that's probably not like, oh, no, it's the end. What are we going to wear? You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's something we can think about. Right. But like, like if they're all produced in mass in China, let's let's say they're somewhere closer. Right. Let's say they're produced in mass in Jamaica. How are we gonna get the? I'm in Denver, Colorado. I'm. If I go to Jamaica, I'm not coming back for three, four, five months. I'm not coming back. Yeah, I mean, it's scary to think about. I mean, it's scary to think about with not just fashion, with like everything that we have. Oh no, we're thinking. But I know, right? <laughs> Stop it. Well, but, yeah, especially fashion because there's so much. There's so much there, like. Right, and there's so much that we're not thinking about because we're just consuming, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, what's that? Is that a is that a giant belt with two G's on it? I want it. Oh my gosh, what is that? Who's wearing that? Oh, I want to wear that too. I'm not. Um, I do like to poke fun. I don't really want to knock the hustle, but I will poke fun, and I just don't think it's super fun to have people who are younger than you making your clothes unless you no. actually know that person. Like, um, if. For example, we have a niece. Her name is Indy. If she decides that she wants to make clothes, yeah, I'm going to wear it. And she's 100%. definitely younger than me. But, like, I'm also, I didn't also chain her to a uh, a sewing machine. Say, like, do it. Produce these things in mass. Oh, goodness. Right. Ugh. Okay, so that's the darker side of this thought, right? But, like, um, so I'm not sure how it works for guys' clothing. And I don't think that you are a a super happy fa uh, shopper. I'm a super happy shopper, but I recall going shopping with you and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna sit down way over here, okay? Just, are you done? No? Okay, well, call me when you're done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one, I already, one, I don't like spending money. So that's already, that's already a thing. <laughs> you can't, you can't participate. And I mean, money. that's already, you know, that, that that's step one. But two, yeah, fashion is difficult for me for a lot of reasons. One, because I want to have a particular aesthetic. Right. Two, because I want, like, if I'm going to have a name on me, I want that name to, like, reflect my name. Francis. Right? Not explicitly. <laughs> not explicitly, but in the sense of, like, you know, if I'm wearing a brand, I want to know that brand has, like, the same sort of ethics or politics than I do. Right. And that more often than not isn't the case. And so more often than not, I try to hide my brands. Um, so that's already a thing. And then um, I'm a person of a particular size. And 
um, that's hard because, right. you know, big and tall stuff is far too big and tall. And then the stuff that's just like extra large doesn't necessarily like shape me correctly. It's all just oh, like, gosh. you know, they assume that there's like one size person and that if you're vaguely within that size, that's for you. And if not, just get a size bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um. So at the end of the day, what that means is that I rarely buy clothing. It's maybe like once a year and I'm often recycling my outfits and I'm not like super happy about my aesthetic. You know, I don't think you're like alone in this. In fact, um, I am similar. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. The aesthetic isn't the first on my list. For me, when I'm looking at, um, like, okay, let's buy stuff. First, I want something that'll fit right. and looks flattering. And I always used to wonder why you'd go somewhere and you'd buy something and it wouldn't look flattering. I think it's because you're supposed to have a tailor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So you go and get something and it doesn't fit right. You just get the next size up and you take that to your tailor and be like, help me. Help, why doesn't it look right? Right? That's what I think. I, I could be wrong. Uh, but that's and that's how I'm operating at this junction. Once I learned how to use the sewing machine in a way where I felt proficient, like now I just I go I go shopping like like sport because <laughs> I really enjoy trying to find something that's cool and playing paying as little as possible. Now paying as little as possible, like again if if I, I'm I'm out here really thinking about these garments, like who made them. And when you're not paying the full price, are you really valuing these people who have been making your clothes chained to a sewing machine? I'm not saying they're all saying that this is just the worst possible situation, right? Um, but but also like I wanna I wanna look good, especially. Oh, I love my mother, but she says things like, "Is that what you're wearing today?" <laughs> oh, no, no, you can't wear that. No. And especially like shopping with her is like, oh, maybe we shouldn't wear that. That's maybe let's find something else. Right. And um, I identify as fat, but like, you know, not like negative fat, like the fat where people look at you with their like with their with their brows furrowed and be like fat. And they spit it at you. Right. I'm fat like steaks. I'm fat like paychecks. I'm fat. <laughs> That's good. I got to remember that one. That's good. <laughs> I'm fat like Colorado Blunts. I'm fat like um, like pillows. Fat like a burrito. Oh, gosh. Remember when, when burritos were fat and now we have these burritos on diets? So I don't know. Um, Where the beans? It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so as being, like you said, as being that, as being fat, like being... I, the horrors of the big and tall man section are only topped by the horrors of the plus size, the quote unquote women's section. Oh, goodness. Because, like, so if you see my line, I use real bright colors and patterns. So I don't want to say I don't like bright colors and patterns, but like when you put them on people of size, you just can't, you can't stick it all there. You can't stick it all there. <laughs> you can't, you have to break it up. You need. We need some like spots where it's not that pattern, like if, and then like the colors that the people use. Um, I will say that over the past 20 years, whoever is buying for the plus size department has gotten better, which leads me to believe that it might be somebody who looks like us, maybe. Well, I mean, like as far as I understand, one first and foremost, I feel like the average American uh, 
is fat is looks like something Texas. like us. Like Texas. We got to do it big. Um, and so... <laughs> Give me know, a burrito, a big one. <laughs> it's always questionable to me as to why, like, such a large part of the, the, the population, a large part of any given community doesn't get the same sort of access to stuff. So that's mm. already baffling. But, yeah... I mean, look, there's so there's so many microcosms within the macro, right? What is people aren't getting serviced? A particular sort of people? Hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like this is a good transition to talk about like what exactly your 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 project is, what the idea and what the vision is, because oh. we've we've laid down all the all right. What is fashion? What are we thinking about? Right. Why does it affect us? Right. Yeah. Right. I'm so glad you're here because I would have been like, yeah, let's talk about this some more. All right. So um, I feel regal <laughs> on a regular basis. I am the queen bee. I, I'm sure if you went around and asked about me, they'd be like, oh, yes, a queen bee. That definitely describes our friend Alicia B. And queen bees, like if you think about the hive, Queen bees don't produce the same thing that the regular worker bee produces. Always, always at work. Always, you know, doing what the queen bee does. But I don't, I don't, I, the, queen, the queen bee in the hive produces babies, produces this thing called royal jelly. And the only people who eat the royal jelly are the babies. Now for me personally, as I said, I feel like I'm the queen bee, and I'm and the things that I produce are definitely royal jelly. But I think of the babies as, like, in ball culture, they go, the children, for the children. And mm. they just mean it as everybody out there who's eating it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then my, my fashion perspective is, like, from a DJ fashion perspective. And if you think about it, this is... It's not common, but it's a thing that happens with fashion. For example, Telfar. You know those Telfar bags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I really, I, I could I could talk about Telfar mostly because you told me about Telfar and I was like, what? I don't know. But then it sounds like, and I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, you got you to gotta get oh. a Telfeezy. Yeah, so I was doing some research about <laughs> Telfar. And Telfar, uh, when he started making these bags and perfecting them, Telfar is selling these bags because he was a DJ at that junction. Oh. So he's pricing the bags the same way he prices his other DJ deliverable, right? So you're either buying this bag or you're hiring me to DJ. It's the same price. It don't matter. <laughs> um, so there's a blueprint for this. This is a thing that happens. Like music and fashion, they're, they're, they're interlinked. Right. They're they're buddies it's like it's kind of like house music and and hip-hop people don't really see that um a lot but like you couldn't have made there's there's a number of dope house tracks who sample meth and red mm. <laughs> the fog phenomenon you know um so like they're 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 interlinked so fashion is obviously more interlinked with um, with music because you know there's so many high prof profile people who are definitely into looking a particular way and having uh, customs and I feel like you know look if these these rap people that we that we know these music people that we love if they can have customs why can't we right I mean 
me as an artist, as a poet, I'm I'm always looking around and being like, you know, what do you look like? Like the aesthetic, the aesthetic matters everywhere. The aesthetic matters oh, the second I indeed. get on on stage. Like, indeed. yes, my words matter. Yes, how I says it matter. But also, frankly, if we're being honest, people are looking at how I look. And. Um, I may just be DJing in these wonderful poetry circles, but everybody is super fashionable all the time. I want to point out exhibit number one, Hakeem Furious. Very fast. <laughs> all the time. You're like, is that? Huh. I never thought about putting those two things together. And frankly, it comes back to the art. It comes back to the art right. because it's a full package, just like the musicians. Like, it matters what I look like, what I say, and how I say it, and just the same across the board for any artist, but really across the board for any regular, regular person. When you right. go up and you talk to someone, they're looking at you. Right, what, like, what are you doing? What are you, what's going on there? Hey, what are you, what kind of shoes are you wearing? There's this interesting crossover that happens somewhere around maybe like 35. For men in particular, y'all stop wearing sneakers and start wearing like, like leather sole shoes. Oh goodness, <laughs> I, I do think I'm reaching that point. It's amazing. Yeah, Um, like menswear fashion is is one of my absolute favorites. It's not like extra flashy like women's wear, right? Except for women's wear doesn't have pockets. But um, but like the way men are wearing things, like the 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 amount of variety there are for shoes, just shoes for men is amazing. Like somebody is really getting in there and quote unquote putting their foot in it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Something else uh, about my fashion, because like it really took off after 2016 when I had returned from the African hip hop caravan tour um, because I had brought home uh, I had brought home some African fabric and like I don't know what I was going to do with it, but I was going to go ham. I and I did. And what I started doing, because I have this um, this preoccupation with who is making my clothes. Um, that I just started thrifting. Also, okay, so, um, you know, thrifting has gotten really, like, fashion, fashionable. Oh, look at me. I yeah, thrift. there's, there's like, oh. different levels of thrifting. Oh, and now it's you're looking, vintage. You're not just looking for thrift stores. You're looking for vintage stores. You're looking for consignment stores. You're looking I am for, looking for consignment like, stores. all those extra levels. You're looking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, because where else are you going to find um, people who can make you your own clothes if not a consignment store? Mm. I mean, I guess I guess that consignment stores. A lot of consignment stores here locally that I've uh, researched, they do consignment sneakers. That's interesting. Like there's 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 this really cool. I can't wait to dive into it. Uh, sneaker culture that still exists here in Denver, and like sneaker culture is like way like I think it's an old thing because dudes were like collecting sneakers when I was a kid, right? They were like lining up at Nike Town when when Nike Town was downtown to like get this pair of Jordans. Yeah. Like multiple releases. It was kind of the way people would wait in line to get concert tickets before the internet, you know, things like that. Oh yeah, just camp out and stuff. And just sit there, just hang out like, you ain't got nothing better to do on a Monday night at midnight. Hey dude, what's up? You wanna smoke this joint, you know? Can I say that? I probably can't say that. Sorry. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, I have referenced Blitz multiple times on that, and it will happen again. We're in Colorado. It's fine. It will happen again. I'm just going to say it. Um, All right. um, So in that, I would go and find things that I know that we were. What's more American? Like, what's the American uniform, if you had to think of that one? 
Um, I'm thinking a t-shirt. I'm thinking jeans. Yep. And I'm thinking some sneakers. Yep. Jeans, t-shirts, sneakers. Right. But you can't get in the club like that. You got to... <laughs> you got to you got to layer it. it. Yeah. You got to layer it so it looks like fancy. So, once you start adding stuff. So the fancy word for what I do is African applique, right? Applique. So, applique. <laughs> I would ask you to spell that, but I don't no, I don't no, know if either no, of I'm, us can spell that. <laughs> I, I, I spell I I can Hey, look at that over there. Okay. So, <laughs> applique. Got it. Applique. Applique means in sewing you take a piece uh, a pattern, a piece of fabric, and you stick it on something and you sew it on. It's like a patch, but not, right? Um, so that's that's where I really started with uh, Royal Jelly Fashion. That's what made, I feel like, in Denver, what made my brand different from other other places because I'm, ta- I'm really giving the African-American experience. Mm. And this all kind of came from going to Africa. Going Africa is... I say going to Africa like it's like a one place, right? But I went to many places in Africa. Right. It's a big continent. It's very, a, yeah. very big. Uh, it's <laughs> there's like fifty plus countries. Right. It's it's almost countries. As, I think it's it's bigger than China. So oh, think yeah, about no, it. You could stick you could fit China like three Chinas in there. You could stick the whole you could stick North America and China in Africa and there's still plenty, plenty, plenty more space and Right. Right. So I toured and I went to uh, Zimbabwe, Harare, Zimbabwe. I went to Johannesburg and I went to um, Cape Town. Right. In Cape Town, there's this really dope store. Um, oh, oh, the the name leaves me and I don't want to dig in my because we're almost out of time. <laughs> I don't want to dig in my uh, my backpack. Uh, but I think it's Insingu. Right. And Insingu is dope in um, in Mosa. Right. Because that's that's who I the people I was staying with. And he has this. It's kind of like a consignment vintage thrift store, but he makes everything there. And he made this hoodie dress. And like I, I, I made something that was similar to it, but like his looks like a hoodie. My dresses are just like freakum dresses with like some African accents and a hood. But like his, he has the hoodie. It's a hoodie elongated. I'm sure you've seen a hoodie dress before, people out there. I know you did. I'm just. Yeah, I mean, I I think think about like those t-shirt dresses, but instead it's a hoodie. Right. Um, But the way he made his hood was different because it overlaps. And then the inside is lined African fabric. The the cuffs are African fabric. And um, the The kangaroo pocket pocket is African fabric. And I was like, that's so dope. Let me see if I can do something like that at home. And I did. I did not do it as well as he did because that was a really, really nice. It was. It's really nice. And he's. He's a master. He has in his workroom. He has all his patterns hanging, and I was like, wow. So like that, I really felt inspiration from that. Um, and if I could have found like a hoodie dress and I just threw the African fabric on it, I would have. But I, I was not unable. I was unable at that time to do it. I guess I could do it now, right? You can order it from Alibaba. So would you say that like after this trip and like your practice now, it, would you say it's like a way of communing with like that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Africa, like Africa is not a country. Africa is a vibe. Like you can feel it. It's the same way New York is a vibe. Like if you ever fly over New York, I can feel it. Hmm. <laughs> like it's a vibe. Um, so like using the fabric that was there in Africa, it, it made me feel more connected to source. So that's why I'm always wearing my gear. Also, I made it and it's I don't have to buy it. I already bought it. It's fine. I just put it on. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I mean there's just so many reasons. 
right. you, you've listed already for right. like what's going on in this process that just right. seems really surface, you know, I mean. Right. And then like if you ever dive, like, oh gosh, we, we've, I don't know how much time, more time we could have <laughs> talking about like what it really feels like in my skin trying to put on other things to make me feel like it's okay to leave my house, right? And um, like, sure, now I say I'm fat like paychecks right now <laughs> with, with confidence and gusto with my whole chest out here, right? Um, but it, it's that's not always a thing. Right, no, because like, like every, day, a... every day I look into the mirror and I look at my clothes and I'm like, does this work today? Right. And the answer always varies. And... Maybe. <laughs> There are definitely days where I have to like toss off a few outfits and put on something else because I don't like what I what I chose. Right, right. And so I've been here at Denver Open Media for quite some time. Um, I used to co-host this show called uh, The Countdown Show. And so I was looking at all my footage and I was like, oh, gosh, because I'm, I'm the DJ. I'm the car. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm hyped up. But then I looked at myself. I looked at all the footage and I'm like, oh, why do I look like I rolled out from under your kid brother's couch dripping in bong water and then oh. I was just like and then I just like oh wait it's time to go do my show you know and like I'm exposing things like it's not really exposing my fat role but like if my fat role is just out here saying hello my name is Lola right it, we've already gotten to an intimate level and I don't know if I want to be that way on TV so like but there it is there's my fat role just on TV just looking at people directly in line saying you know you love this I'm going to DJ for you you know well I mean that's <laughs> such a thing though because like I think about like when I take pictures and it's something I'm going to be doing later this week I'm going to be getting some new headshots uh, but the trick about pictures is like you know I know what I look like in the mirror and I know what I look like straight up but right. then when you start turning right. when, and then you know it's a whole thing and I want my fashion to like right. be able to like flatter not just my front profile right. but like all of my all of my profiles all of my silhouettes as I'm like moving around right and then like I used to think it was for everybody else I'm gonna dress well for everybody else but no y'all already saw Lola she looked at you you looked at her she looked her lips and you were like <gasps> And that's a real thing too. Like I, for the longest time growing up, I really thought that if I wore something baggy enough, I could hide my fat. You could fat. hide it. No. And then I realized at a certain point in time, like not only can people see my fat, they can see how I'm trying to hide my fat. Right. One time there was a and coworker who was just like, "Hey, why are you wearing clown pants?" And I'm like, "Clown pants." And I looked and I was like, oh, "They are. They're so baggy." <laughs> that's not good. That's. I wish people would be like more soft when they're talking about what it is that you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> wish there were more tact, but I mean, at the same time, I couldn't I couldn't disagree. Okay, right. so we're like down in the last couple minutes. Oh my gosh. What I would like to hear is, because there's clearly more to talk about. There's, there's clearly more to talk about. Tell us about this show. Tell us the name. Tell us like oh how we can hear more. Okay, so the show is called Fashion Coup. Um, mostly, okay, so there's all kinds of jokes one could make about U.S. foreign policy and the radio and how they, um, they, how somebody somewhere may have started a coup in South America um, by uh, propagating propaganda on the airwaves, not unlike this. I, okay, <laughs> gotcha. Right? Um, but, like, really, it's about, like, what's, what's the opposite of mindless cons consumption? It's talking about it, right? Mm. It's thinking about what we're doing, and that's really what Fashion Coup is. We want to talk about fashion. I want to talk about, I want to talk about it from the, uh, perception, uh, from the perspective of the makers. Because uh, there's, man, people are always talking about fashion is slow in Denver. No, it's not. No, it's not. 
there we have so many really dope and fashion forward lines and brands that are just out there and far more than the people who are just doing really cool uh merchandise and branding uh endeavors like people who are out here um making stuff people who have been on uh, the show on hulu it's really dope it's called stitch it's like a it's like a it's like iron chef for makers oh yeah 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 Yeah. um uh crystal lee she she's from denver she has this really dope uh line uh her her mass marketing deliverable is tommy uh, tomboy really nice really dope lots of tie dyes very it's real colorado it's like uh luxury leisure (laughs) right she's super cool i want to talk to people like her um People who do multiple things in fashion, like uh, Jamie Alexander, she makes stuff and then she takes pictures and then she throws the show. I want to talk to the lovely people at Denver Fashion Week. I want to talk to the people at the Denver Unique Week of Fashion that I'm in frequently because, you know, obviously. (laughs) Um, And, you know, just find people who um, have ideas and perspectives in fashion. Hey, Eric. What's up? <laughs> Tell people where they can find you and all your magnificence. Oh, well, hi. Uh, my name again is Eric Francis. Uh, He's I a phantom go, poet. I go by phantom poet. That's spelled P-H-A-E-N-T-O-M-P-O-E-T. Um, you can find me at phantom poet on all the social medias. Yeah. My website is phantompoet.com. I'm a poet in town um, and I am styled by hey, DJ Alicia B. That's me in royal jelly fashion. That's cool. I'm going to write that down. That's what I do. I mean, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm at <laughs> least wearing it. one thing of I yours. I see it. I see it. <laughs> Thank you so much, friends in Denver and worldwide, for joining us here at Fashion Coop. Please, please don't not tune in. Just listen to us all the time because there's so many layers, like a parfait or an onion. Yeah, so much more to talk about. So much more to talk and about. And so much more to hear. I'm, I'm very excited to hear about all of these conversations that you put forward. Plus, I'm fun. I have lots of fart jokes. And yes, (laughs) all sorts of jokes. Ah, thank you so much, Denver. Thank you, Denver Open Media. We're going to put you back into some music. Um, Hey, I bet this is not the right window. Um, Where can you find me? You can find me at all places at DJ Alicia B. Hey, I bet you want to listen to something cool. It's DJ Alicia B. Ha. Um, I'm buying for time right here. Let's, uh, yeah. Um, let's listen. Shout to... out to Royal Jelly Fashion. Hey. Um, DJ Alicia B303 on the social meds. Um, yeah. So this is, this is Fashion Coup. Hopefully you'll be hearing a lot more of Fashion Coup on Denver Open Media Radio. Yeah. That'll be Tuesdays at the same time, same bat station. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>